This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. All right, folks. I seriously, if there was ever a day in a week, a month, a year in which we needed critical thinking more than ever, it's today. Year of our Lord, 2022, May 3rd, because my God is the world imploded, allegedly. Or, or alternatively, much rejoicing, allegedly. Um, but what we got last night, Pat, and, and it's ironic that you sent that to me uh, at the time that you did, because um, so he sends me the link to an article that tells us the breaking story of the Supreme Court draft of their opinion on, um, what was it? Um, it's the Mississippi um, situation, right? Right, Pat? Uh, yes, yes. Oh, okay, thanks. thanks for picking me up there, Pat. You're welcome. Cheapers, creepers. Anyway... Um, <laughs> What in the absolute crap, man? Um, but having said that, um, what well, you sent that to me at the same time that I was just seeing it myself, and I'm on the couch. Um, we're about to watch a show, and you know, I just kind of went a little crazy, in a good way. But I wanted to get your initial reaction when you saw this, Pat. First, when you saw the the breaking news that um, Supreme Court strikes down Roe versus Wade. Well, what did you, that's what I first picked up on. And then I picked up on something else, but um, what was your initial reaction when you saw this? That it's too good to be true. 
Um, the what this would mean for our culture, our country, our people would be huge. It would be historic. It would be glorious. It would be something that if if it actually goes through and it actually happens, that it wasn't just something that I'm like, oh, I, I finally get to be a witness for this. It was more along the lines of after the last couple of years of just being an absolute crap show with COVID, with politics in general, really. Mm-hmm. Because you and I don't get to feel like we've won something very often. Um, this would be something that I feel I would feel like because this is this has been a, a, a topic that has been very important to me, to say the least. I can finally celebrate. I can finally rejoice a little. And I say that very cautiously because nothing official has truly happened yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we we'll know get into all of coming. that in a bit. Yeah. Don't you worry about that if you're listening or watching here. We'll get into that in just a bit. But continue. And then I I I was actually in the same position you are. I, I just got the update on my phone and I, I immediately sent it to you. Mm-hmm. And I look over to my wife and I said, there's a very good chance that Roe versus Wade will be overturned. And she just looked at me and she's like, are you serious? My wife, my wife who is not into politics, my wife who tells me to shut up anytime I try to talk about anything remotely political with her. Jaw just dropped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you could see in her face some relief, some joy for someone that, that has longed for children finally see the, the unborn get some justice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me... Um... I immediately had two reactions. One is just um, almost tears of joy. And it was almost tears of joy because at the same second that I recognized the importance of what was about to be told to me, I also read those words, draft report. Right. It's not official. Wait, 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 wait. How the hell did this come out? Right. That was so there were right. two initial reactions. It was one of joy and then one of utter contempt. And it's really weird because, like you, you know, I, I've attended multiple March for Life events. I've been very active and very vocal in my thought process when it comes to the pro life movement, the actual pro life movement, not the I want to grift you to make money and swear to God, we'll never overturn Roe versus Wade because there goes our cash cow version of pro-life. 
but doing the work on the ground, advocating for the positions. Hell, standing in a room where I am the only one who thinks this and not backing down. And daring to look a pro-murder activist, okay? Because that's how I see this. In the face and say, you can't possibly be pro-choice if you don't believe that choices also come with consequences. What the hell are you talking about? What was the choice that led to a child being conceived? You chose one way or the other, whether that's through a marriage, pre-marriage, whatever. You chose to do something that caused this to happen. The blessing of life is upon you. You want to you want to watch their head explode? Watch use that. Ask them if they believe that sex is a choice. Well, what about those who are raped and blah blah? You are using the 0.0001% of cases, by the way, to make that argument. That doesn't fly. It doesn't fly. Now, that having been said here, Pat, the, the second reaction is the important part in all of this. Wh Why would this have been leaked? This has never been done before in American history. Why? Because this is the internal deliberation process. Okay? So the process... Somebody will draft the majority opinion. Somebody will draft the minority opinion. Then people will have a chance to adjoin it to the majority opinion or the minority opinion or draft their own decision, right? Whether that is for or against in the case that's in front of them. And there's oftentimes a lot of people who wade back and forth who take a look at the arguments for both sides of the equation and then make a choice. We are not supposed to know prior to the decision who voted for whom or whom is adjoining to which decision, who's abstaining, who's in, who's out, what the decision is going to be until it comes down, until it has been finalized. So, on one hand, I I weep in joy, and I'm not kidding you. I had I had a, a few tears because this is the end of one of the most brutal parts of American history. One of, no doubt, the codification of slavery and Jim Crow being the top two. This probably being third. And notice how, by the way, Pat. All three of those decisions that I speak upon have to do with what? The dehumanization of other human beings. But, yeah, to the left, yeah, this is a dark day for democracy. You are correct. 
but not for the reason that you think. It's a dark, dark day because somebody decided, I'm going to uh, burn this mother down on the way out. Somebody decided to leak a draft of a decision. So yes, I do weep for our democracy because in our version of democracy, in our Republican version of democracy, there is a separation of powers, one of which is a quote-unquote unelected group of individuals, right? One of which is supposed to be protected against the harassment of the other two. One of which is set upon for society to make rulings based upon the text of the Constitution of the United States of America. Not to succumb to the political will of one side or the other, or putting the, uh, the finger in the air and, and, and deciding. No. We have been fighting that battle for a very long time. So, Pat, as I looked at that, the second thing that came into my mind within seconds is, who in the hell would have leaked this? There's only one group of people who would have want this leaked, right? Who would have wanted this to have been leaked out. And it is the far-left activist crowd. And how do I know this, Pat? Within an hour, suddenly we had hundreds upon hundreds of people outside the Supreme Court building in an attempt to do what? Harass and intimidate the justices of the United States Supreme Court, likely none of which were in that building at the time, but it is the symbolic harassment and intimidation. To do what? To go away from this draft version to do something else, right? To suggest to John Roberts, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, Neil Gorsuch, because you ain't suggesting diddly poo to Alito and and um, Clarence Thomas, right? Right. You cannot possibly intimidate those two. Are are we really doing this as a society now? I, I don't like the political opinion or more importantly i don't like the fact that they applied the constitution and because it goes against my political persuasion i'm going to harass and intimidate those nine people are we really doing that because if we do we don't have <clears throat> a republican democracy anymore we don't it, it would seem that that we really are doing that though Mm -hmm. Or at least are going to. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say this. I, I know for a fact that Justice uh, Chief Justice John Roberts has referred this to the FBI for investigation. 
and there will be criminal charges because it is against the law to do this, by the way. But are we really doing this as a society? Is this where we want to go? I don't like the political outcome of a what should be a non-political issue because if you read the draft opinion, right? Alito just says Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. Why is that important? Because the Constitution has nothing to say on abortion. And when you look at the 10th Amendment of the United States Constitution, the 10th Amendment says anything not explicitly put in here, in that document, is purview of the states, of the 50 states, or at that time, the 13 states, right? Right. And guess what? To um, the leftist activist crowd, at the time of Roe versus Wade in 1973, one-third of the states in the United States of America had abortion as a quote-unquote legal right. A third all that would happen is a return to the letter of the law in your state as of 1973. Now, here in my state of Illinois, we got a whole ton of work to do in the pro-life movement. Because my state, along with California and probably New York, are the three most radical states when it comes to abortion rights. We just had our governor basically codify in state law that even if Roe versus Wade were to be overturned, that it, this will be the law of the land here in Illinois all the way up until the moment of birth. We have a long road ahead of us in the pro-life movement. But what does this leaking serve? This leaking serves one purpose and one purpose only, harassment and intimidation of the Supreme Court justices. That's it. For me, what say you, Pat? Because I've said a lot on this topic. Well, I mean, when it comes to the whole leaking thing, you are fundamentally undermining the way the judicial branch is supposed to work. Um, first of all, the Supreme Court is not a legislative or a political body. It was never meant to be that way. What they all they were meant to do was to interpret law. To mm -hmm. let it to let the country know what law is and is not constitutional. Um, and, and that's exactly what they're doing here. I mean, th this has been the crux of the argument of Roe versus Wade since what, 1973? Yeah. Right? Is that is is this a constitutional law? It, it is not, because there's like you said, the constitution says absolutely nothing about abortion. Therefore, this should go to each individual state. Right. 
That being said, while while I understand that everyone is celebrating that, that oh, this is going to be the end of Roe versus Wade, folks, this isn't over. This isn't an official decision. This is a draft. Okay, this could change. Because here's the reality: we're all human beings, right? And harassment and intimidation can work, right? For it can. sure, mm, it can. And it's why, Pat, I brought up from the very beginning of this, right, my story about standing in a room full of people who were diametrically opposed to me and standing my ground. You know how hard and difficult that is? Incredibly, incredibly difficult. But as you also said, and this this got me thinking as well, let's just say this happens and Roe versus Wade is turned down or overturned. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that for two seconds. <clears throat> Does that mean we've won? No, no. It means it that mean, we my- got a a step on the path of ultimate victory, which is the respect of life at all stages. By the it, way, it, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. It would be a major, major victory. Don't. It would be a major win for the pro life movement. But that doesn't mean it's over. Hell no. Um, and, and so we still have a way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you had sent me some stuff on Twitter. Um, and I, I, I want to hold off on, on those because I, I, I want. Okay. Fair enough. I want to hold off on those reactions because they're important to the third part of this equation of what's going uh, on. Here. Okay. Uh, I, I will. I will. I will wait for those then. But in, in any case. There's, there's, I'm cautiously optimistic and I'm cautiously rejoicing um, because I've been let down before. But I, I, I really hope, I really hope to be a part of this historic change. And it's it's something that, that our country so needed in um, in a time of turmoil. One of the more interesting components of this, right, is how the, the young activist left, right? Right. They're they're shown all over on CNN, MSNBC, yada yada yada, right? But the reality on the ground is that this new generation, this generation that's right behind ours, Pat, is the most pro-life generation ever. How does that happen in the face of what we have seen? How is that happening in the face of all of the cultural rot, right? All of the academic rot in which we are currently seeing. How does that happen? It happens because this is a generation that values life. That is clamoring for society to value their lives, right? When we take a look at the higher uh, suicidality rate, when we take a look at all of these things, what is the root cause of this? Value for life. Why are the the young African American inner city, you know, white inner city, whatever crowd? Why are they? What is the cry that they have? Value my life. Somebody please value my life. Hell, I would argue the 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 answer is to start valuing your own life, but they have no way to model that. Because they see a society that doesn't. They see a culture that doesn't value them. They see a home life that has no value to humanity. 
so that is the cautiously optimistic portion of this, is that we have a generation that's more pro-life than ever before. Ever. We also have the um, ruling class to where you, I think you were going, the quote-unquote ruling class who is older than ever before and thus less pro-life than ever before. They're the radical minority in our society. If you want to break it down, the 75 and above crowd who happen to be the people with almost all the levers of power in our society outside of the Supreme Court, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, who was and then wasn't pro-life and then is pro-life and who the hell knows where the wind blows with him on that today. But let's get into the reaction of the left on all of this, Pat. Because the thing that strikes me the most on this is, this is the end of democracy. And how many times have I talked about the pretzel that you have to put yourself in to, to say that Roe versus Wade was rightly decided? Well, I mean, everybody knows that. Everybody that has ever followed the story ever, that, that has ever understood what Roe versus Wade is and what understands what pro-life versus pro-choice is, understands the pretzel you have to put yourself in. Now, the other pretzel that they are trying to attempt to put themselves in, at least from my perspective, as I critically think through the logic that they are using, this is an affront to democracy. Okay, so in 1973, the Supreme Court of the United States said what? You, the voter, uh, you don't get to decide. We have decided for you. We decided for you. We decided there's a new constitutional right with, hidden within the 14th Amendment. You know, maybe in that invisible ink, right, Pat? But but that there was a, a extension of the 14th Amendment to the right to an abortion. Prior to that decision in Roe versus Wade, every state, meaning you, the people, get to elect the people who make the laws within your state, and then you, the people, get to say, no, we don't like what you did, or yes, we like what you did, and elect or re-elect you on a very basic level, right? Is that or is that not our Republican democracy at work? In 1973, the Supreme Court of the United States of America said, no, 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 no. You, the people, you, the peons, don't get to decide. And Ben Shapiro, I thought, was dead on with this. Again, SCOTUS in 1973, voters can no longer speak on the issue of abortion. We, your robed rulers, have spoken. SCOTUS in 2022. Voters can once again speak on the issue of abortion. We never had the authority to seize control of this issue. The left, they're threatening democracy. Excuse me, leftists, they're threatening democracy. Think about that. That's all that the draft decision says. It says that the decision was an abomination to the Constitution. Not that this was an abomination to life, right? And that we should ban this on a federal level. All they simply said is, no, 
This is not an issue for the Supreme Court to ultimately have the say on. This belongs to the purview of every state. Now, if the law were to violate the United States Constitution and the Constitution of the state in which it came in, that is a different story. But they are simply saying that the Constitution of the United States was wrongly applied in the original case. So now we must strike this case down, this case down, and rule this way on this case. What they're saying is, guess what? Now Mississippi can do what it wanted to do with this bill, right? It was ban all abortions beyond six weeks, I believe, right? Or is it five? Five or six? Mm, I believe it's six weeks. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. It's all abortions beyond five, meaning at six weeks, no longer can you. But um, in so doing, they're saying Mississippi gets to do this, where Illinois can do what they want, where California, New York, Nevada, whatever, every state can do what they want because it is none of our right as a robed ruler, as Ben Shapiro put it, to tell the states what they can and can't do with their state's laws within the confines of the Constitution. That's it. But there was so much more, Pat. And, of course, the the ultimate political grifter, in my view, is Hillary Clinton. There's nobody who has grifted their way into the political sphere more than Hillary Clinton. Well, I, I, I take that back. <clears throat> I take that back. There is one more. I'm, I'm curious to see who you think this is. It would be their daughter, Chelsea Clinton. She is the biggest political grifter of all time. She used not only her dad's status, but then her mother's status to somehow become an authority on all things everything. She has never had a job, a real job, in her entire bleeping life. She has never done anything other than attempt to gain political clout within the quote-unquote ruling classes of the Democratic Party, right? And suddenly, somehow, they keep saying she should run for office. What has she accomplished? What has she done? What has she shown other than being an absolute mouthpiece of everything leftist, right? There's nobody who's grifted more than Chelsea Clinton because she learned from the ultimate grifters named Bill and Hillary Clinton. So if you learn from them and you are attempting to grift yourself, you're even above them. But Hillary Clinton had to weigh in on this. Not surprising, but still outrageous. This decision is a direct assault on the dignity, rights, and lives of women, not to mention decades of settled law. It will kill and subjugate women, even as a vast majority of Americans think abortion should be legal. What an utter disgrace. Now, I want to take multiple parts of this, but I also want you to hear this because, um, again, the above 75 crowd had this to say. Nancy Pelosi on Twitter, 
The Republican-appointed justices reported votes to overturn Roe v. Wade would go down as an abomination, one of the worst and most damaging decisions in modern history. Several of these conservative justices, who are in no way accountable to the American people, have lied to the United States Senate, ripped up the Constitution, and defiled both precedent and the Supreme Court's reputation. This is at the expense of tens of millions of women who could soon be stripped of their bodily autonomy and the constitutional rights they've relied on for half a century. The party of Lincoln and Eisenhower has now completely devolved into the party of Trump. Every Republican senator who supported Senator McConnell and voted for Trump justices, pretending that this day would never come, will now have to explain themselves to the American people. How much hyperbole can one person fit into a tweet thread, by the way? How out of touch? I mean, I mean, can, can you name a person that is more out of touch than Nancy Pelosi on this subject? I mean, she did just go to the Ukraine in the middle of a war, right? Did she seriously? Yeah, she was in Kiev hmm. um, giving some sort of medal to, um, um, to Zelensky. I, I'm confused here because, again, to the pretzel analogy, right? I, I, I was thinking about this this morning as I was, you know, waking up. I, I this is the same party who, up until nineteen what sixty four, when um. Um, the Board of Education case came up. Uh huh. They supported separate but equal, and the precedent that was created in Plessy versus Ferguson, and the precedent, you know, all of these famous cases, right? They supported almost a century, by the way, of Supreme Court precedent. That was morally, constitutionally, and politically wrong. I'm supposed to take advice on what's politically, constitutionally, and morally right from these people? Right? The, the, the party that supported that. The party that literally created Jim Crow. And then hung on to it. By the uh, um, skin of their chinny chin chin, if you will, right? Hung on to it based off of, well, precedent. I don't think you're making the argument you think you're making to the American people. Are you really telling us that you are, you, you support precedent that kills human beings, right? Precedence you have been on work. the side since the beginning of your start of your party, okay, on the side of dehumanizing individuals, whether they were, quote-unquote, the pre-born, the unborn, the um, soon-to-be-born, or the fully grown-ass human beings. I, I, what, what are you talking about, in my view? Precedence does not equal... Morality. Precedence does not equal right. 
Right. And how many times have I had to have that argument with leftists, right? Uh, you right. mean to tell me you'd support Plessy versus Ferguson? Because guess what? That was settled case law for over, almost a century. Right. Uh, what? So precedent is sacrosanct, right? It can never, ever, if it's ruled one time, okay, then the earth is flat um, and the sun revolves around the earth. Settled. Except for we've learned different. And that's the reality of our humanity is that we are constantly learning. Hell, we have, we, up until what, less than a decade ago, we didn't even know the human genome. We weren't even able to map that out. Two centuries ago, we believed in leeches and bloodletting as a way to cure disease and cancer and all sorts of things, right? People a century from now might look at chemotherapy and go, what the hell were you doing? Right? Because we right. might learn more. To suggest that settled case law is forever is insane. Do I believe that you give deference to stare decisis in some instances? Yes. Why? Because in some instances, stare decisis is very clear as to what the Constitution says, right? A, a case involving the Fourth Amendment or the Fifth Amendment or your First Amendment freedom of speech, right? Those cases and the stare decisis created by them are likely to be easily provable. But stare decisis based off of wrong decisions, things that we have learned to be wrong, things that are morally corrupt or racist, should be corrected. Turns out we learn all sorts of things all the time as humanity. This preposterous idea that, well, it was settled. You only like stare decisis when it comes to doing things that you politically believe in. You don't believe in stare decisis when it comes to other things. You don't. And I would say the same thing to a lot of people on the right. You only believe in these things when it's politically expedient to you. And here's my test again when it comes to stare decisis. Does it actually contain sound constitutional theory and practice? If so, you give it deference. If not, you don't. Doesn't matter what the case is. It doesn't matter what my politics are or your politics are or anybody else's politics. It's just that simple. Well, again, the Supreme Court was never meant to be a uh, was never meant to be political. It was never meant to be a a institution of political will. It was literally meant to interpret law. That's it. That's mm -hmm. all it does, and how it impacts the Constitution of the United States. Everything else goes to the states. It will kill and subjugate women. What? What? How? What are you talking about? How? Because, because, because here's the other part of this, right, Pat? Mm -hmm. 
there are decisions made about the viability of the mother or the, the baby all the time. And guess what happens in a hospital when these decisions come? Nine times out of ten, what they do is attempt to save both. Doesn't always work that way. Right? Right. But they're not going to go out of the way to kill a baby anymore in the womb. Um, just to save them. No, they're going to attempt to save both the life of the mother and the baby. Who? This is insane. This idea that, well, if you can't get an abortion, you're going to die is insane. It's asinine. We're, we're talking about the point zero 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 one percent of the cases here. Especially when we're talking about beyond the second trimester, right? Right. We we know that the baby is almost 100% viable at that point. Might need a little bit of help here and there, breathing or whatever, right? Right. But there's not a single case that I know of in the third trimester in which a, um, a C-section or a birth wouldn't be induced to make sure that the mother and the baby survive. Or have themselves the best opportunity to survive. Right. I I don't know a single time in which that doesn't happen. Why? Because of the advances of medicine and the knowledge that we have of what can and can't occur. And the, the knowledge that we have gained over the time. Over time, excuse me. About the formation of a child. We've advanced that knowledge, you know, probably a hundred years in less than a decade now, right? Thanks to what? Genome mapping and understanding what goes on inside the womb more than we've ever known before. And that's thanks to God's wisdom and God's light showing us these new and true things. I just I just really struggle with this the 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 pretzel argument of well well um settled law and women are gonna die. Bruh. No. This is this isn't you know eighteen ninety in which we had no idea, you know. V- now I will say this though, Pat. For the first time in a long time, our mortality rate, our birth rate and our mortality rate are declining. For the first time in a long time. And what does that have to do with? It's how we treat birth as a society. You know, doctors have found out over the last 10 years that, um, yeah, I'll put it this way, Pat. Have you ever wondered how the hell we got so many people with peanut allergies and all these other things that have happened over the last 20 years, right? Because when I went to school, peanut allergies were not a damn thing. Not a thing that you ever had to worry about. How did we get there? You know, well, I've never actually wondered that, but now now, now you have me curious. Right. And, and all the other things, right? We're seeing an uh, increase in, in all these weird health conditions, right? In, in children. 
Well, it turns out that as you actually study the birthing process, there's a very key thing that happens when you are actually naturally birthed versus a C-section. And what actually happens is the there are certain bacterias that are passed from mother to child within that process, okay, without getting too technical. And those bacterias help form your gut health, your um, ability to produce correct enzymes, your ability to process certain foods and not certain foods. Like we see the quote-unquote increase in lactose intolerant uh, individuals. Turns out they might not even be lactose intolerant. They just don't have the right bacteria to be able to process it. Okay. More importantly, we're, we're drinking milk from cows that are increasingly fed just a straight-up corn diet. The human body doesn't process corn very well, period, amen. It's the same thing like if you were to bite into wheat, right? Just take the stalk of wheat and bite into it. Every single human being would have an immediate and knee-jerk allergic reaction. But when you break it down and you mill it and you do all those things, the human body can process it. And it's done because we have the bacteria that is given to us during the birthing process, the actual physical birth that happens. So over a third of babies today are born via C-section, meaning they're taken away from the birthing canal and thus not introduced to the bacteria they need. Did we know that 10 years ago? No. We had, we had no idea. Well, I shouldn't say we had no idea. The general public had no idea about that, right? We have turned to C-section as a, a way to, to control the natural birth process. By and large, there are definitely needs for a C-section, you know, life of the mother and the child. Maybe the child's umbilical cord get, got wrapped and they can't correct it, so they need to do a C-section or all these other things, right? I'm not talking about those things, but I am talking about the people who, um, well, it's a if if you don't if you if you don't have the baby by this date, we're doing a C-section, or um, we're just planning a C-section. We're affecting things that we don't even know that we're affecting by doing these things. That's my point. My whole point is that to to suggest that we have the ultimate answers all the time is insane. Yet for these people, you're going to kill them all. You're, you're going to kill women. You're going to subjugate them. And, and, and you're denying the dignity of women. Well, I, I hate to tell you this, but some of the dignity of being a uh, <clears throat> birthing person, right? Being a person who can give birth is giving birth. There is dignity in that. And we have a society that has gone the opposite way, right? A culture that has no respect for that doesn't see that as a positive part of being a woman. There's nothing wrong with the dignity of being able to conceive and birth a child. There's dignity in that. And there's also dignity in respecting yourself to know whether or not 
You want to make the choice to have a child or not. And that choice for me begins when you decide that you want to have pleasure, a.k.a. sex. And I am well aware for some people that that is a very radical position. But ask me that, but riddle me this then. What, what do you think is going to happen? And if you're not prepared for that consequence, then there are other things and other ways in which you can prepare yourself. And don't give me the 0.001% of the rape and incest cases in America. Don't. Because I, if you want to go down that road, then I could do that with every law in America. What about the 0.001% of people who get DUIs and, and uh, they weren't drunk? They have some rare condition. How do you deal with that? So we shouldn't have uh, DUI laws then, right? That's insane. On that note, though, Pat, I think it is a good time for us to play the B or not the B. Are you ready? Oh, let's do it. Uh, are you sure? Are you sure? Uh, I'm as sure as I'm going to be. Okay. Today's headline. Local carpenter continues to spread disinformation deemed harmful by religious experts. Local carpenter continues to spread disinformation deemed harmful by religious experts. While you're thinking on that, um, may I suggest a couple of things? Number one, you can go follow us on our social media platforms. I am at The Coppin Show. He is at The Pat Oni Show. Um, and of course, you can always um, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that wonderful goodness. Um, but do not forget to become a critical thinker. Most importantly, go to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. $5 a month or $45 for the year. That's right, four months off. We're giving you four months off of your annual subscription. By becoming a critical thinker alongside of us, you'll get um, access to this show. Um, you'll get access to some of the other things that we've got coming up. Uh, we've got a really, really cool project that we are working on. Um, something that we've highlighted on the show before, but we're doing it in a different way and uh, a much more coherent way um, than we've ever done before. Um, so you're going to want to watch what we're going to do for you, the subscriber to that. Um, we're not just not quite ready to announce when that project is going to go live, but uh, you will be the first if you are a critical thinker to know about it. So go to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe, $5 for your month or $45 for your annual subscription. I think we're worth that. But hey, anywho, do you need the headline one more time? No, because you are a jackass and took this from me because I had to save for tomorrow. Mm. This is the Babylon Bee. You are correct. This is the Babylon Bee. <clears throat> Religious experts have begun voicing concerns that a local carpenter's disinformation is spreading among Israelites most susceptible to unapproved ideas. Quote, visit your nearest synagogue for the latest information on how to obey God. Listen to the experts. A contingent of authorities in Jewish law spoke out against the carpenter's simple teaching about loving God and your neighbor. Quote, follow the data. We need ties, loopholes, and ever-changing rules, not repentant hearts. The usually divided Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes 
showed solidarity in fact-checking Jesus's teaching. We rate Jesus's teaching as needs context, said a spokesman for the group. Eyewitnesses have confirmed that a group of independent fact-checkers followed the carpenter around, holding large signs with disclaimers above his head. Quote, since your sermon includes information about obeying God's law, we've added directions to the nearest synagogue. At publishing time, the religious experts were conspiring with the government to keep the dangerous disinformation from spreading into Judea, Samaria, or to the outer, uttermost parts of the earth. <laughs> well done, Babylon B. Well done. Yeah. Keep on keeping on. And with that, Pat, um, <clears throat> so I've talked a lot about a lot of contextual stuff. Um, any anywhere else you would like to go with this discussion? Because I don't know if we can talk about any other topic today. It, it, it's just wow. No, this is this is too historic and too important. Um, I think I think the only other thing I can I can really say is whatever comes next. I think we need to be very careful. And I say that with the idea of, of we are already a very divided country. It, I often feel like that we are a powder keg ready to blow. And with as as grateful as I am for of the idea of Roe versus Wade being overturned, as as rejoiceful as I am, I am also very nervous for what's next. Mm-hmm. And, and here's why, Pat. Well, go ahead. Mm-hmm. You say why, and then I'll say why. Because I I have something from Ben Shapiro I want to read about that. And and, and the reason the reason why is we we were already divided on so many things. This is this is another very divisive issue. Whether no matter how you break this down, this is a very divisive issue. Okay? okay. Mm-hmm. Will this my my question then becomes will this be the straw that breaks the camel's back? Or has that already happened? In, in what regard? Um to either a separation of the country or to even a worse idea of pushing us further down the brink of civil, another civil war. I would argue we have already, we're already seeing a lot of the great migration happening, right? We're already right. seeing that. Uh, the question that I have when it comes to this great migration is, are we really seeing a great migration based off of politics, right? Based off of wanting to live in spaces in which people think like that? Or is it a great migration in which I still think what I thought when I still lived in California or I still lived in Illinois or I still lived in you know New York State, right? Right. I still think all of those things. I just don't like the consequences, so I'm leaving. And until we see something different, like if you look at Texas, right, and quote unquote the great migration from California to Texas, you, you don't see people leaving their 
You're seeing people leaving the consequences of their politics behind, but still advocating for the very same thing that they wanted to leave behind in their new home. Right. Now, to me, this is a a brink moment. And I think Ben Shapiro put it best, so I just want to read you a couple of, of things. The attempt to leverage public pressure against the justices is an attempt to strangle the Alito majority opinion in the crib to generate fractures on the court. Were the final court decision to depart widely from Alito's draft now, it would be crystal clear that public pressure played the main role. And that is the reason the draft was leaked. The Supreme Court, which supposedly is above petty politics, will now be subjected to a tsunami of threats from a snarling left wing enraged by the prospect of restricting uh, restrictions on killing in the womb. Second, the leak of the draft decision demonstrates the absolute disdain that the legal left holds for the rule of law. As SCOTUS blog puts it, it's impossible to overstate the earthquake this will cause inside the court in terms of the destruction of trust among the justices and staff. This leak is the gravest, most unforgivable sin, and I want to stop there because I got one more paragraph real quick uh, that we want to get into. But I want to stop right there because for all of the differences that people like uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Clarence Thomas and Alito and all of these other people had, right? What did we hear upon their passing? They oftentimes were the best of friends. They oftentimes were really close personal relationships, right? Right. Why? Because they could trust each other, because they knew the gravity of their position, right? And they knew that they had to build trust in order to do what? Come to decisions amongst themselves. If I can't trust you, how do I make a decision with you? But to the third paragraph here, whomever leaked this, and the smart bet is on some social activists in Justice Sonia Sotomayor's office, should immediately be prosecuted. Instead, watch for the media to treat the leaker as if as either an afterthought or as a hero. After all, the left treats leaks of IRS documents as fine, so long as they target the right people. The leak of unverified smut about the sitting president in the Steele dossier was treated as both newsworthy and courageous by the press. So at the end of the day, are we going to get justice for the justices? Hashtag, Never by needs the way. to be seen. Justice for SCOTUS. I, I, this, this does irreparable harm to an institution. In, in an important institution. One of the three important institutions in our republic. And if you think it's going to stop here, it's not. Where else would this go, right? What other decisions could we possibly see? Where else could this go, right? Suddenly, um, we're, we're going to have the, the packing of the court, right? You know that's right. coming. You know that they're going to attempt that. You know they're going to attempt all sorts of things here. And they're going to try to do it in the heat of this election cycle to get it passed prior to their ass-kicking that's coming in November. Because once that happens, that ain't happening. 
Because if you want to try to pack the court after November, it's going to be packed full of people that, that don't believe the political left. I just, I struggle so mightily to understand how this is anywhere near good for our country. And to your point, is this just going to further the great migration, right? People are going to migrate to places that house not just their political viewpoints, but maybe even more so their um, outlook on life viewpoints, right? I was going to say, it's going to be a cultural viewpoint, not not necessarily. It's not going to be politics. It's going to be culture. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if we culturally separate, that just leads to a, a civil war. And, and I mean, you can make the argument we've been culturally se- separating for a long time, and that's true. That is true. But is there something worth saving there? Is there a thing worth saving? And I would argue it's the concept of liberty. Yeah. And if we wanted to apply it to this particular case, right? How do you apply liberty to pro-life? Right? How do you apply a liberty to the ban on abortion? And I want to leave people with that thought and that idea. Come back tomorrow. Hit us up on social media at the Coppin Show at the Pat Oni Show. And your final thoughts, Pat. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And praise God that Roe versus Wade may be overturned. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. And as always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.